While you're nodding to the sound of the beat, let me tell you how you can take your training and racing to the next level. Train Smooth offers a full online coaching service for as little as $60 per month. I also offer a membership coaching service for as little as $20 per month. And if it's only swimming you want, well, that's nice and simple. We provide full structured swim sessions every single week for as little as $10 per month. All you have to do is visit trainsmooth.com. G'day there, trendsetters, as you're listening to episode 352, and you've got my sexy, incredible voice pounding through your ears. Just take that little moment and think, on, how can I support this show? Aha, I'll come up with a question. It's nice and simple. If you have a training, racing, or nutrition question, it's nice and simple. All you got to do is come on through to the website, trainsmove.com. Send me through an email, tim at trainsmove.com. And once you hit send, you get the instant gratification knowing that you've not only supported the show, but there's a very hopeful chance that we're going to help you as well. So, And not only will we help you with your question, at least pretend to, you could be helping others that could be going, oh, yeah, I've been wondering about that. Yes. So it's, it, it's a lot of wins. A lot of wins. Uh, to, actually, before I uh, and to do this next question, um, Kmart's been selling Everlast clothes for, for a little while now. And I, and I dig Everlast. I have, you know, they were a pretty, pretty good brand when I was at school. And... But since they've been selling it, my wife's a bit of a bargain shopper. She brings a, you know, always coming home with something. And she goes, oh, I've got your everlasting one. I go, oh, beautiful. Yeah, you've got an everlast shirt. Great. Hat. Oh, you know, and I, I wear all that stuff. Yeah, apart from being the best person to give free crap to as well, or cheap crap to, because I, I wear everything. But um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind everlast clothing. It feels comfortable. I, I get around the house. I get into the gym and I run in it and all, all that good stuff. Anyway, my daughter's doing this play at school, and she says, "You know, I got to dress up as a bogan." And I was thinking, "Geez, what you know, what sort of Catholic school are we sending you to? You got to dress up as a bogan." But anyway, um, so, so I said, "Oh, that's nice and simple. Just go grab your black jeans, put your Doc Martin boots on, go downstairs into my room, grab my Metallica shirt, and you, you, Bob's your uncle. You you can walk around going." Um, be a bogan. I go. If you really want to bogan it up, throw your docks in the in the bin and grab yourself some UGG boots. And you really, maybe a flannel shirt as well. You'll be a real bogan then. And she goes, Oh no, no. I, I, I was just wondering if I could borrow one of your Everlast shirts. I go, Bogans don't wear Everlast. You go. We've got to be legit. And she goes, Yeah, yeah, they do. And my wife pipes up, Yeah, they do. And I go, No, they don't. Anyway. It's like when you buy a new car, you haven't seen it, you haven't seen these type of cars for, for ages, and all of a sudden they're popping up everywhere. You start thinking, hang on, that, that's my car I've just brought, that's that car I they're just everywhere because you know, they're brought to your attention. For the last week, I've spotted 30,000 bogans in, in and around Launceston, all wearing Everlast. So I think, ah. Oh, well, there's a bogan. He's here. He's wearing Everlast. Ah, there's another bogan. He's wearing Everlast. Ah, well, there you go. So it is my goal to become the fittest bogan in Launceston, or at least Northern Tasmania. So I just found that funny, and I thought I'd share that just to fill in a little bit of time into the podcast. Not exactly triathlon related, but yeah. 
Uh, today's question comes from William, and it's to do with the 80-20 rule. He writes, uh, I'm training five to six hours a week, and I'm heading into my second, my second year of triathlon. I have done a few sprints and Olympic distance events. Uh, would you recommend the 80-20 method? Um, example, 80% in zone 1 and 2 and 20% in zone 4 and 5. Or does that only work when you are doing more volume? Uh, for my limited volume of training, is more intensity required? Cheers, Will. Um, so... I'm not one to sign off. I definitely have never signed off on the 80-20 rule. And I've actually never once, never once calculated the percentage of intensity versus, you know, lower range, just general volume for an athlete. Never done it. Um, uh, that, uh, what's his name? Gosh. Um, what's his name? Craig, um, not Craig. I was about to say, it was it Craig Fitzgerald? I think that's actually a rugby league player. Uh, Matt Fitzgerald. Um, he's kind of built his whole coaching brand around the 80-20 rule. Um, super successful. You know, he's got, what, 3,000 books out on the market. And I actually, he's one of those... Um, Guys, he writes a really good topic about good topics. Really, really cool cat, and great to listen to in a podcast. Um, but I, I've, I reckon I've brought three or four of his books in the past, and I've never once finished any of them. He's, I can't. I, he's just not my type of um, reader. And I, I look at the topic and I read the blurb on the back and think, oh yeah. This, this, yeah, I'll have a read of this. this. I might learn something, and then I get into it. And then, I the, the sort of and I love reading. And the, but the sort of books I like is if I could actually read it as though someone I've got someone's voice going on in my my little head as I'm reading. I just want to read something as though someone's talking. And he, the way he re- writes, oh, it's brutal. I could think, man, he's just written a whole chapter. That I could have written that in a paragraph. But anyway, um, so but I've. Scoo whiff. So he swears by the eighty twenty rule, um, but he's kind of built his entire coaching brand around that. Um, for me, um, I've never, never once. Some athletes, I'll give you know, well, there's a couple at the moment. I'm giving no uh, um, intensity to at all. Um, we just, it's all very low level. We're just building safe miles, safe aerobic miles up. And then I've got others I just absolutely smashed the living hell out of with intensity. Um, it's and then there, you know, there's others where you, they they want to do a lot more intensity, and you got to really dial them back. Saying, "Hey, look, you you really that's a bit too much." So I'm you've got to take what your goals are, your your long term goals, especially if you're only in your second season. Of triathlon, your best bet's to have a real good talk about what your long-term goals are in the sports, and then you can kind of reverse engineer that. So, for, for um, you are limited, so you got five, six hours of training. If you want to be um, qualifying for the ITU, um, well, world sort of thing, age group worlds, you're probably going to need a hell of a lot more intensity than volume. But is your body able to hold that intensity and capable of holding that intensity? Um, you're in your second season. Generally, you for people that's just into triathlon, unless you're from a running background, 
um, you're generally subject to injuries when it comes to the run in that first one, two, possibly three years of getting into the sport because running, it's um, it's intense. It's it's that violent banging onto the ground. So, um, and then even then, you got to control the intensity of it, especially in um, that first part. So, for instance, um, let let's say you're your Olympic distance race pace is going to be five minute k pace. You're going to hopefully finish the the ten k run on in the Olympic distance in fifty minutes. You might um, so that's five k pace. Your intensity levels for that first year two um, in intervals may only be four minutes fifteen, four minutes twenty kilometer pace. Just so you're not risking that. Um, the higher risk of injuries so it's um it's it's a it's a funny so if you so i'll give a couple of examples so if you had like monday through to sunday and let's say um you you did a, a swim sunday um a bike tuesday a run wednesday a swim thursday you had friday off and then you did a your longer you, you know you, you did a bike saturday and you did a run sunday um i like it i like that having a friday off most people do want to start the week off on uh, with a day off i like i like having friday off because if you end up having to take an early day off you, let's say you have to have tuesday off because of yes you know you got a kid sick and you have to stay you know stay home from work and look after your child or something's happened or you know life circumstances get in the way you've got that one day you got friday where you can play catch up a little or, or manipulate or move things around or maybe you're feeling really good and available training times come so you can work on something else um so i'll always like get that friday off that's if you're going for that one day a week off um, so if you're going like that, I'd be focusing um, in that first two. It depends if you're not coming from a swimming background. Um, I'd be really focusing on getting your technique on that Monday uh, Monday swim. I'd be really focusing on technique work, uh, but not talking about just you know doing one, two, three kilometers of drills. Well, looking at your available training hours, I'm guessing most of your swims are around the 30 minute mark. Um, so I'm not talking about doing 30 minutes of drills. I'm talking about you know doing 200 meters for, um, freestyle followed by um, 100 100 meters of um, of 25 meters drill, 25 meters freestyle, and you you know you can slowly work it out that way. Um, on the bike, I'd be starting off. Um, Keeping it aerobic and doing some technique work, some single leg drills are pretty cool for it to be um, warming up. Doing some cadence work, um, nothing over over silly. They do that for a block or two, then going into strength work. So you're um, doing that real low cadence work. So let's say if your cadence is 80 RPM normally, give or take a bit. Dropping that cadence down to roughly around 45 to 50 rpm and just grinding away hill repeats are good for this or just just grinding it away so what you're trying to do is build some strength up into your legs um on a cycling focus so when things become higher intense you're able to um you know handle it 
So it'd be building strength on that, and then once you do, once you go from that, then you start adding some speed work into it, and then as you're getting closer to your race, then you can add more of that um, longer efforts. On the run, um, if you're not from a running background, I'd be keeping it definitely for this next season. I'd probably lean more on um, cautious and keep it more aerobic and keep it safe because that's probably where you're going to get um the, the higher chance of being injury um with your thursday swim i'd be looking at trying to get a faster cadence now most age groupers uh i would say from an uh, i'd definitely say um 50 60 percent of age groupers desperately need to increase their cadence um as long as they can keep their technique good and uh, and um, half of those you know 50 60 percent probably need to really work on their technique um but i'd be looking at doing do starting off with um you know four weeks of d- doing you know quick a very short warm-up followed by 20 uh, 25 meters with a 20 seconds rest 50 metres with a 40 second rest, 75 metres with a one minute rest. So you're getting lots of rest, but you're getting that higher cadence work into it. And then after about four weeks of that, then you're switching to um, doing a, you know, maybe doing, uh, you know, 20, 20 times 25 metres followed by 10 times 50 metres or, or 25 metres sets maybe with 10 seconds rest 50 metres with 15 seconds rest um, so, you, so it's becoming a little bit harder your rest is shortening a little but you're able to get a, a good amount of recovery so you can get a good keep that cadence going so you, you're playing around with that uh, Friday you're having off and then Saturday um, if your legs are tired keep it aerobic Ride for as long as your available training hours will let, allow it. Um, if if not, uh, if your legs are feeling good, well then you can you know just push the pace a little, jump into a group, or start off easy and really work it out hard, or throw some you know three minute intervals into it. Um, with with your available training hours, as long as your body will allow it, you can definitely do a lot more intensity on the bike. And and the, definitely in the um, bike and swim on the run, I'd back, I'd keep it backed off. Um, and on Sunday run, I'd be just keeping good, good, yeah, very much like your Wednesday run. Run as long as your available training hours will allow it, and as long as your body will allow it too. Without and then if you can squeeze in, you know, two um, extra core strength sessions. Um, even even if all you can do is about five minutes, that's going to be that will pay off in years to come. Uh, Ten minutes would be even better than five. So I'd, you'd be looking at that, but I I, I'd, I wouldn't be calculating now. I've got to find twenty percent of um, you know twenty percent of it, of intensity on the bike and you know, do this and do that. It might work out to be that, but I wouldn't be calculating it whatsoever. I'd be really focusing it on your body. Work out what pain's good pain, what pain's, you know, you really should chop what you're doing and walk home. 
um, and that all comes with experience. You know that people people say, "Oh, no pain, no game." I like that saying. I think there's a lot of truth to it. People take it the wrong way. People go, "No pain, I've got pain in my bloody knee." I'm, you know, you want me to keep going? No, I don't want you to keep going if you've got a pain in your knee. I want you to keep going when your muscles are screaming to stop. But you know, and you because you're riding up a hill. That's when I want you to keep going. Um, so. You just got to get used to what pain's good pain, what pain's bad pain, and you just you, and if you're more than welcome to, is to um, send me through a, a spreadsheet or whatever of a, a quick glance of your program, and I can give give some more updates on it, give you some feedback on it. If you guys uh, you know want a question, send me through it. Tim at trainsmove dot com until next episode. Hey, Ray.